Good morning, everyone. What a beautiful, beautiful presence of the Lord. I have a very brief message for you this morning, and I pray with all my heart that it brings you hope and confidence directly from the Word of God. And you're not going to believe how Doug's message dovetails with mine, and we did not discuss this at all. This is purely the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm convinced that we cannot live without his word. We can exist, but we will not have the vitality of life that the very lifeblood in this book gives us. Amen? We're going to go back to the beginning again, or at least very close to it, if you would turn to Genesis chapter 6. As you know, we were in Genesis chapter 1 last week. And the Lord put this on my heart, and I'm going to say some things this morning that I'm going to ask you in advance that you give me grace for. Um, I've said a time or two before that you may leave here thinking that your pastor's the biggest nut on the planet. Today might be one of those days, but I believe what I'm going to tell you this morning, because I believe this word, all of it. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Yes, God has feelings, and he has a heart. Verse 7, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from off the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Verse 8, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And here's the simple message and the simple hope. We, too, live in a depraved, debased world, as Doug described. We find ourselves, for whatever reason we want to assign to it, call it whatever you want to, living in a fallen, putrid, stinking place. Even the very beauty that God created in this earth has become contaminated by men. We know that God didn't create it this way, but as in Noah's time, man in his continual evil imagination has made it so. But I'm not here today to tell you about all the muck and mire of this spiritually depraved world, but about the God who made a way of escape through it. Amen? Because as these verses that we just read prove, 
Those who walk with God, who are covered under the shelter of his wings or his arms, those who are the just and the pure in heart. And listen, just like God found Noah to be just in the midst of that debauchery, if you read uh, the whole of chapter 6, you'll understand God found a just man and a righteous man in the midst of all that, and he can do the same for you today. Amen? In the likeness of that time do we live today, but God has shown his favor and his grace to those who walk with him during this time. Yes, the weight of this world is overwhelming. It can be too much for us to bear. And it can have devastating effects on it, on us. It can make us feel so isolated and helpless, but not so. Because in the presence of sin and evil, God's grace much more abounds. It's his word, not mine. Romans 5, 20 in the Amplified Version, says it this way, But the law came to increase and expand the, the awareness of the trespass by defining and unmasking the sin. But where sin increased, God's remarkable, gracious gift of grace, his unmerited favor, has surpassed it and increased all the more. Verse 21, so that just as sin has reigned in death, that's what the Bible says, so grace, his unearned and undeserved favor, I'm having a hard time seeing this with this microphone here, <clears throat> God's remarkable gracious gift of grace his unmerited favor has surpassed it and increased all the more so that just as sin has reigned in death so grace has earned i'm sorry i've lost my place so grace his unearned and undeserved favor might reign also through righteousness the right standing in God, just like Noah was just and pure, right standing before God, which issues in eternal life through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, our Lord. So, my friends, if you've been feeling overcome, overwhelmed, isolated, helpless against this present world, look to the grace of God because it's reserved for those who are the pure in heart, for those who are just in their spirit. And does this mean that we have to be perfect or that, that, uh, that perfection is the only way to receive the grace of God? No, because Noah himself wasn't perfect in morality. Read his life story in the book of Genesis. The verse says he was perfect in his generations, meaning that Noah and his generations were the last of the pure stock from Adam because they hadn't intermarried with 
the fallen angels and produce giants. This is why the Bible says Noah was perfect. He walked with God and he addressed sin through repentance. And we'll talk about that some other time. I want to say today without any doubt, you are eligible for the grace of God in your life, in all parts of your life, if you are just and pure in heart. And you can find that grace that God offers you right now. And you might say grace for what? Well, certainly and most primarily for the forgiveness of sin, but also grace to live to work and to raise your family just to stay true to God yourself when being surrounded by all that we deal with on a daily basis. When our known culture has so radically changed and deteriorated right before our very eyes, I want to talk to you about something this morning. You may have seen Lord, I need grace. You may have seen the congressional hearings last week about the FBI and the military's cover-up for decades of evidence of UFOs, or what they now call uh, UAPs, Unidentified Atmospheric Phenomenon. How many of you saw that or are aware of that? where the whistleblowers, the ones who were there and saw with their own eyes, are divulging to Congress that there have been and continue to be so many sightings and even the capture of spacecraft and bio-evidence of <clears throat> space beings or aliens. I said to you, I believe this Bible, and I do. Either you believe it or you do not. <clears throat> the Bible is explicitly clear about the origin of life and the location of life. Amen? He made man in his image, and he created other beings. We know that. There are angels, both godly holy angels and there are fallen angels that God gave jurisdiction in the atmosphere when he cast them out of heaven but he gave man jurisdiction over this earth did he not he said you have dominion you have power you subdue it and I'm going to tell you here what I'm getting at I believe with my whole heart that Satan is trying his best in this last days that we live in to shrink the gap between the atmosphere that he is relegated to and the earth that God created and gave us power and dominion over. I do believe that's what is going on. Why do you think the Bible tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, 
but powers and principalities and rulers in high places. Do I believe in UFOs and aliens? You better believe I do. I believe that Satan is responsible for this. I truly believe that it is his world, not ours and not God's, that is causing this confusion, this fear, this division. What does this sound like to you? Does it sound like something God would have created and sent here? It does not. No, it does not. I also believe that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Amen? And I believe that these very, very smart men, I would say these scientist types with PhDs often come with a few innate problems. I've seen it over and over, one of which is pride. Pride of being the first to discover. Pride of being the best, where nobody looks to anyone else but them. Pride of being the smartest. But very few have a relationship with God in which they're grounded in their heart, grounded in their mind, and grounded by the word of God so that they have an understanding of these things and discernment of what they are seeing and experiencing. I do believe these things are real. I really do. I also believe that their leader, the Father, has from the beginning of time tried to be equal with God. But the Bible describes him much differently as the father of lies, the father of deception, coming to kill and destroy, murder, war, destruction of all kind, frankly, every opposite thing that God is and stands for. The God of this universe, the creator of this universe, and Satan cannot touch that. So, if you see one, here's what I suggest you do. I suggest you ask him, who's your father? Is it Jesus Christ, the ruler of this world, the king of your life? Is he the one who hung on the cross and died for your sins? Or do, is your father of another nature? And I have a feeling that you would see very quickly who the father is. Many, many people in the Bible saw things that they did not understand in the time that they were living. Elijah, Daniel, Ezekiel, Paul, John, and the list goes on and on. They did the best they could to describe what they saw with the words and the language that they had at the time. If you're concerned about these things going on among us, I suggest that you read 2 Peter, all of, all of 2 Peter, but certainly chapter 3. <clears throat> I won't take the time to read it today, 
but it confirms what the plan of God is and was from creation through to the second coming of Christ and eternity beyond. And Peter tells us not to worry, not to be weary in the waiting, because our God is a patient God. He's long-suffering where we are not, and he wants everyone to be saved. The very last words that Peter wrote in that chapter, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 17 He says, you already know these things, dear friends, so be on your guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and all glory to him both now and and forever. Amen. Amen. When the evil grows, the grace surpasses it. When the hardness comes, the Spirit of God overtakes it. I'm not saying we won't walk through hard times. Oh, yes. When, that, when we had that vision of, of being in the water and in the wake, the, the, the Holy Spirit said, it's ugly down there. You don't want to know what's going on in there. Stay behind me and you will be safe. And that's the message Doug gave this morning. It's the message I'm giving you now. Don't fear. Have hope because the hope is in the very word of God. Would you stand? I have a little more, but I'm going to save it. I, I do hope that what I have said isn't taken out of context. Um, I realize it's risky to get behind a pulpit and say something of this nature, but we need to know what is going on round about us, and we need to know how to pray about and against forces of evil of all kinds. I don't care what they look like. Who is their father? Figure that out and you will, be, you will know where we stand with God, right? Amen. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Lord, that you accepted our worship once again, and you said it's beautiful and that you love it. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us the word of God to light our path and to keep our feet walking in a straight and narrow place and not get our eyes off that path and become confused and disillusioned with what we may see or hear around about us. Father, I pray that the Spirit of God control, Lord, this manifestation. Lord, that it not go one step further than your plan for this world allows. For you told the water how far in the ocean it can come and no more, and it obeys your voice. 
Oh God, give us the strength of spirit. Give us the knowledge, oh God, the discernment of spirits, Lord, to know what we're seeing and these things that we hear and how to disseminate it against the judgment of the word of God. And Lord, I pray that each one of us go forth from this place today under the shadow of the almighty wings of God. Keep us in protection, O God. And I pray this week, greater than ever before, Holy Spirit, illuminate and ignite our spirits and our minds, O God, to see the greatness and the majesty and the might and the power of God the Father. And we ask all these things in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Mom, I just wanted to, that, I, I couldn't guess what you were going to preach about this morning. Um, but two things. One, every week we post our sermon on YouTube, and I have to come up with an image for the sermon. And I just thought, I'm going to have fun with this week's sermon. <laughs> Number two is, the Bible says that we don't know the day or the hour of, of, of his return. Um, but we know we can, we can see signs of the season. And you can imagine that the enemy is pretty good at perceiving these signs as well. He knows the word and he knows what happens in the heavenlies. He sees things happening that we don't see. So it would be expected that as we grow closer and closer to that day, he's guessing as well. And he's going to attempt to manifest himself in ways that cause chaos and confusion in advance. Because when we're gone, there's going to be questions to be answered for those that are left behind. And I guarantee he's going to have some answers to suggest that says it's not what you thought. It's not God. It's not, you know, it's something else. And so each time, you know, he assumes we're getting there, I'm sure he's going to manifest himself in ways that create confusion and chaos um, in advance of what the Lord is prepared to do. And maybe this has happened before. Maybe he's thought we were getting close before at other times in history and guessed wrong. And maybe he's, we don't know, we don't know if he's right or wrong. He doesn't know more than we know in the sense that only God knows when he's going to return. But I'm guessing, um, you know, as we see strange manifestations of the enemy, it may be a good sign that we're in that season, that we are getting close to the return of Christ. And at least always we should be ready, right? That's Read Second Peter 3, just what he said. <laughs> Amen.